Welcome to Emergence Radio Talk, where you'll be inspired and motivated by the journeys of movers and shakers from all around the world and those who are occupying and taking dominion. Emergence Radio Talk with Dr. Tavara Johnson. Welcome, everyone, to Emergence Radio Talk with your host, Dr. Tavara Johnson. And you know me, I'm always excited for today's show. Today I have a very, very special guest. I'm telling you, she is making changes, making ways. She is walking in a God-given purpose, and she is changing the lives of so many people. I want to welcome Dr. Sin Gilstrap to the show, and indeed it's a pleasure to have you here with me this evening. Well, welcome, welcome, and thank you so much for having me. I'm definitely honored, and I appreciate the opportunity to be with you today on this awesome platform uh, entitled Emergence. I'm telling you, you really, uh, again, you have emerged, and you are doing great things in the earth during this time. So, again, I'm honored to be here, so thank you for the opportunity. Well, thank you so much, of course, for taking time out of your busy schedule because I know you are a woman who wears so many hats, And I'm just grateful that you're able to share with our listening audience tonight. Absolutely. No problem at all. Amen, amen. Now, before we get started, I just want you to share just a little bit um, to our listening audience a bit of who you are and what are some of the things that you do. Um, I'm actually, and I want to say this because I hardly ever say it, but the natural side of me, because we all know that there's a humanity and there's a divinity. So the humanity part of who I am, I am a mother. Uh, I am a grandmother. I have a career job. So I um, actually do that. Um, Every day I deal, I'm functional in my home on hands with my granddaughter. So um, that's just the humanity part of who I am. I still help with homework. I still cook. I still clean. You know, we don't think about those things, but that's still the part I still drop off at school and pick up. So that's still the human part of who I am. You know, I still travel, and I still have family and friends that I associate myself with to just bring the balance. But the um, spiritual part of who I am, I am a um, apostle. I'm a prophetess, all fivefold. I walk in the giftings. Um, I also have um, my ministry that I do, which is St. Gilstrap uh, Evangelistic International Ministries, where I travel around the world. And then I have Global Elite Ministries International Network, which is my reformation. I also have Apostolic Movement International Worldwide, which I cover those that are in Kenya and those that are in Liberia, soon to be some in South Africa and Ghana. So I'm definitely excited about that. I have a nonprofit organization, which is Ruby Society um, outreach, and we go out in the community and we clothe and we cover and we feed, we educate, you know, we, we, we do whatever needs to be done to help transition those that are in less fortunate positions or impoverished positions to a better living condition. So that's what we do as well. I'm a domestic violence advocate, and I'm also uh, a two-time uh, survivor of domestic violence. So I thank God for my life. Um, those that are on social media, I'm a social media uh, influencer. So I have my magazine, um, um, VO 
EOC, which is Voices of Champions. We also have the um, publishing. We also have um, Rubis, not Rubis Society, but uh, what is it called? Fuel Up Station that we do every first and third um, um, Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then, of course, now I'm doing every second and fourth with Down the Earth Talk, which is my talk show. On top of that, I have a telecast that I do, uh, which is um, Testament Tuesday, every Tuesday at 8 p.m., Bible study on Monday, prayer, Monday through Friday at 6 a.m. So we're doing a few things, as you can see. So (laughs) that's kind of what we do every day. (laughs) Listen, um, listen to you, I'm like, Oh my God, Doctor Sin is doing so much stuff, <laughs> you know. And you know, it's almost like, how do you, I, you know, how do you maintain your balance? How do you um, even maintain your relationship with God? Because sometimes we can get so busy and caught up in all of the things that, um, you know, He is calling us to do or asking us to do. And you know, sometimes we get off balance. You know, we get caught up with that, and we don't spend as much time with him. We don't seek him as much. We don't, you know, may not pray as much. Um, how do you, how are you able to maintain um, your relationship with God even amidst all of the things that He's given you to do, as well as even to still be the the mother and the and the you know and the grandmother? Like, how how do you do it? <laughs> One thing that I said when I got saved and gave my life to Christ, the main ingredient was if God saved me, that I would give him all of me. So with that being said, when I got saved, I've been in ministry a totality of 28 years. That's including the time that I backslid. So 28 years totally. And so when God saved me, I told him then I would give all of me to him. And so my antidote for God keeping me is simple. I keep him first. I keep God first in everything that I do. I acknowledge him in all my ways and allow him to direct my path. And so I have to have God in in order for me to maintain what it is that I do, because I promise you, it, without him, I could not do what I do. And I'm just so honored that he was gentle enough and he was merciful enough to save me. I'm telling you, I back in my early, you know, later teens and early 20s and, you know, mid-20s, I was lost. I had one foot in heaven and, you know, on, on the earth and one foot in hell, or maybe I had both of them in hell. I don't, I'm not quite sure. But I know that when he saved me, I had done just about everything and anything that I wanted to do in my 20s, and my mind was made up. So I keep God first in everything I do from waking up in the morning. And I tell you, I hardly ever sleep. Every day somebody asks me, do you sleep at all? Well, I'm down usually about 11 o'clock. I'm up usually about 3, 3.34, and I'm in the presence of God because I need to hear his voice. I cannot afford not to hear what God is saying. And in the midst of that, we all know that we're dealing with spiritual warfare as well, yes. so I keep him first. I keep him. I have to because if I didn't, I would go crazy. <laughs> yes, yes, because I mean it's so much. And then even when you yes. keeping him first, you know he would give you the strategies that you need to be able to yes. do all the things that he's calling you to do. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, and, and seeking him early. Well, of course, you know he says if you seek him, you find him. You know, and so with seeking him early. 
you're able to, you know, you're getting all, all the fresh downloads. <laughs> you know, you're getting them before you even get your day started um, to know what to do, how to do it. And a lot of the times in seeking him and getting the strategies, it saves you a lot of time. Um, mm-hmm. I think we don't we don't understand that. But I'm also grateful for your transparency and sharing that, you know, there was a back, you know, you would have backslid in and, you know, just kind of doing what you want to do and one foot in and one foot out because, you know, sometimes people see you on social media, they have no idea or they think it's this, you know, sort of perfectionism. Of course, that's not what you try to display at all, um, but that's Mm-mm. just sometimes how they, how they look at it. And so with yeah. you sharing it, it lets people know if someone who feels as though that even they have a – a past or feel as though that God cannot use them because of some of the things that they might have did, at least with them hearing you, they know that, listen, no matter what I've done, God's hand is not too short that it cannot reach me and that he can also still use them in whatever, um, despite whatever they might have done in the past. Oh. Mm-hmm. You know, I was, I um, I, I'm sorry, I thought you changed. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm done. Uh, you realize that, and and you're right, what you said, that people look at you and they look at the cover, but they don't know the story. And so until you get to the place where you're able to get to know somebody, you can never judge a book by its cover. We know that. But when you hear the stories of all of these people that you see, that there really are stories behind these smiles, and you listen to, you know, how they overcome or how they were courageous or how they, you know, had to regain their confidence or their strength, it's just phenomenal. All of us that stand in the hot, the, the uh, limelight or who we are, we've been through some things. We didn't just yeah, show up, but most of us have gone through some things. So, you know, what you're saying is so true. People look at us and they see the perfection of it, but you have no idea about the story. So that's true. And the thing is about it, um, the story is still all being unfolded. Exactly. <laughs> it's not, it's not exactly. Exactly. You know, it's not even finished. And so, man, you know, thank you so much, Um you know, just for sharing that, uh, one of the things I want to ask you, too, is that, you know, with all of the things that you are doing, um, how did you know that you were called to do these things? Or how did you know that you were called to these areas? And I ask this question because a lot of people are confused on what to do or, you know, what am I called to do? And, and that's all. That's almost like one of the number one questions that people ask. How do I know my calling? How do I know where God wants me to be? So how do you know? And what advice can you give to those who are listening in on how um, they could know their calling or what they can look for to know the areas that God is calling them to? Um, let, let me say this, and I'm going to say this kind of threefold. So there's a threefold sphere that I want to focus in and tap in on. The first thing is, as a child, I was attacked immediately. I was attacked um, very young. The attack started when I was very young, and I continued to come back. There was always a fight, and I continued to arise. There was always a fight. Here's your word, and I continued to emerge. There was always a fight, and I just continued. I knew as a child that there was something special and unique even about me because people used to say, you're a different child. And I didn't understand then what that meant, but I understood that it had significant meaning behind it. 
Even as a teenager, I went through a lot of transitions. I went through so many things as a young person that a normal person could not have survived it. So we're talking about, you know, molestation, we're talking about rape, we're talking about domestic violence, being homeless, you know, all of these things I dealt with being extremely promiscuous. And so coming back in my right mind, fighting back to retain my sanity or my dignity or my integrity, it was always a fight, but I always came back. And then another um, dimension is when you go through things as an adult and you feel like you're standing in the middle of a boxing ring and you get hit on every side, but God still gives you the victory to walk out of it. It's not that you have been defeated, but it's just that something unique and specific and authentic is happening in your life. You've got to pay attention because this is the climax. Everybody in the Bible was not perfect. They were shattered. They were smeared. They were scarred. They were broken. You know, they were not, was not in, in one piece when God, they came to God. But they came like they were. And when they came in the presence of God being shattered, being broken, you know, being homeless, being sick, being afflicted, all of the things that they were, being an alcoholic, being a whoremonger, being a murderer, a liar, an adulterer. Now, we're talking about significant people in the Bible, Noah and Abraham and Jacob and, you know, all of these people and David and Solomon. These were kings and they had significant positions, but they were broken. Oh, my God, they were broken. So God now takes what's broken, what's shattered, what's been smeared, what's been tainted, uh, what's been poisoned or affected, what now has cancer or what have a virus. He takes that and he said, you know what? Let me put you on the potter's wheel. Oh, my God. And let me shape you and make you and mold you into my image and into my likeness. Because when I finish you, my God in the name, I feel the Holy Ghost now. Because when I finish you, you're not going to look like my shebendo, what you've been through in the name of Jesus. So everybody that's listening today under the sound of my voice, I hear God saying what you're going through is minor, but what I'm making is greater. And you can't see yourself as small, but you got to see yourself as bigger in the name of Jesus. So I say to everybody, don't give up, don't quit, don't throw in the towel, because God always performs a miracle out of a mess. He, my God, in the name of Jesus, he always performed a miracle out of a mess. He always performed, uh, bring out a champion in the midst of chaos. That's the type of God we serve. So regardless of what your situation is, amen, you got to go through the process. But at the end, he said, I'll take your imperfections and he'll perfect it because he's the potter and you're the clay. Come here with your brokenness. Come here with your shame. Come here with your disappointment. Come here with your rejection, isolation, loneliness, abandonment. Come here with your suicidal tendencies. All of the things that you say. The Bible said all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord and those who are called according to his purpose. So come here with all of the broken pieces and let me put you back together the way I see fit because I'm making you a new creature in Christ. The Bible said old things have passed away and behold, 
there's a new arising for my masterpiece to come forth in Jesus' name. So I hear God saying that, and I pray for each and every person to be encouraged and not to give up, cave in, quit, and throw in the towel because God has greater. So the way that I know that I had a calling, because every time a test came, I kept getting back up. Jesus, my God. Listen, I'm ready for service. <laughs> Listen to me. I feel God. And, you know, what you're saying is is so true. Um, you know, sometimes people may, you know, get in the space where you feel like, listen, all of these things are happening. You know, can God use us? And the good thing about it, you name so many of uh, people in, in the Bible. Uh, one that always stands out to me is David. David sent a woman's husband to battle to die <laughs> just so he could have her. And so it shows that no matter what, you know, God will still use you. And God still said that David was a man after his heart. And so, you know, I'm so grateful that you shared that because I, I, I and I'm sure those who are listening in, they got it and they should understand the fact that, listen, no matter what, um, God gets to use you, and whatever your what you see as your imperfections, uh, God will still take them and use them. And so, thank you, thank you so so much um, for sharing that, uh, Doctor Sid. Oh man, oh man, this is is an amazing interview already. It seems like we just got started. <laughs> we just got started. Oh man, now I know for you. Um, you mentioned that you, at least in your bio, you mentioned that you thrive, and you use the word thrive, uh, on restructuring the lives of, of people um, that have been shattered and broken by implementing successful strategies as you assist them to their venue of recovery. Share with us some more of your inspiration behind this statement. Um, one thing that I and, and uh, my mentor director's soul was um, Mr. Christopher Cook, and he's been deceased now for about three or four years. But he asked me then, he said, share with me one thing that identifies with you, and this is what came to my mind, was pain. Pain is something that everyone has experienced in their life that everybody in the world can identify with. I identify with pain. God gave me pain changer because now, because of my natural life and because of the spiritual entity of who I am, I take the pain of the people that God has placed in my life or in my hands and transform their pain so that they can internalize who they are. So now I want you to prosper. Now I want you to transform. Um, the the slogan for my ministry is a ministry that rescues, refines, and restores a dying soul. Um, most of the time, pain makes you feel like you're in a place of death, or it makes you feel like you're in a place to be defeated. And God, the, the souls that God has placed in my hand, he says, show the people with a 12-step process on how to transform their life. And it's just like you do in an NA program. First you have to admit that there is pain that actually exists, and we call pain trauma. I don't know no person might their situation be different from the next person, but at the end of the day we can all identify with pain, whether we've been through a divorce, 
whether we had to first, you know, face uh, um, losing a home, losing a car, losing a job, losing a car, losing parents, you know, whatever their situation or trauma have been, I want to literally take your trauma triggers and transform those things so that you can begin to prosper in your life. But you have to give me the opportunity now to help you heal because you have to admit it. You have to ask for forgiveness. You have to now desire to want better for your life. So now let's implement a strategy, a plan, and a timeline that we can help transition you to another place. Sometimes it takes longer than others. Sometimes it doesn't. People know based on the level of faith that they have where they desire to be. So God says, help the people transform their pain into a profitable situation or in a prospering way. And so that's what I've done, and it's just amazing seeing the transformation process of people. Even if you come in agreement with someone's faith, knowing and believing that they can do it when they really felt like they were defeated and they could not go any further, they felt like quitting, and you come in and touch and agree with them, that intensifies or heightens their level of faith. And now they feel like they are unstoppable and courageous. And sometimes all people need to hear is that you can do it. Oh, my God. Sometimes all people need to hear is that you can do all things through Christ Jesus, which strengthens you. All people need to hear is I believe in you. I trust the power that you have. Oh, my God, in the name of Jesus, that you're able, amen, to get up or to stand up. Some people need to hear, take off your grave clothes and put on a garment of praise. Some people need to hear in their inner ears because when they hit the gate of their soul, my God, in the name of Jesus, they trust in themselves. Now we're dealing with the Bible when uh, uh, Philippians 1 and 6, when it says, be confident of this very thing, that which he begun a good work in you, it shall be, my God. And so now we're looking and focusing on the shall be. And not it will not be, but the shall be. Yes, and my yes. and I hear God because in the midst of the shall is S H and then you got A L L, which is all. God said it shall be yes. all. My God in the name of Jesus. He's not half doing it. He's all oh, he's doing everything in your life. So um that's the direction that God gave me and it's so uh it was so touching and inspiring because I never thought about the pain in my life, uh, identifying with other people until God said so. And God blessed me, and he gave me, amen, the pain changer in what I do to help people transition their pain into being profitable or either being uh, uh, transitional. So that's what it is. And, you know, whoever coming to my midst, I love to hear the testimonies about how God touched their life. Case in point, we were in Detroit, and um, we were in Detroit, and there was a young lady came in the service with a walker, and she left out walking, and that was just the highlight of the service because I knew all she needed to do was to come in agreement with God. Case in point, again, in Melbourne, Florida, there was a lady came in. I had no idea she was wearing a coat or jacket, and she had a, a oxygen tank, and God allowed me to 
see that she was suffocating within herself, and he called out the spirit of anaconda. All she needed to, to know was there's somebody that can touch an agreement with me that God will heal me. So just giving people the opportunity and the chance what they need in order for them to just be themselves and arise to the occasion. God, you know, you said a lot, um, you know, and I know for you, you've encountered a lot of traumatic events in your life, and so what advice would you give to those who have lost their hope, you know, even after hearing all of the things that you're saying, you know, they've lost their hope in God and uh, their trust in God because of what they would have experienced, um, how can they keep their faith? during this time, um, even when they're just trying to make sense of their experiences, because a lot of time we try to, you know, make sense of it. Um, sometimes it makes us more confused, but we know the Bible tells us that God's ways aren't our ways. And so, you know, there are times when I was when I would say, I'm like, God, you strange, you know, <laughs> really mean right. we can't understand exactly what you have going on. But what are some of the ways in which they can um, uh, keep their faith and, and their hope in God, you know, not to throw away their confidence in God uh, in spite or despite what they may be facing right now, even after hearing all of what you, you know, would have shared. Um, one thing that I say again is, one, you got to keep God first. Two, you got to be uh, prayerful. The Bible says pray without ceasing. So you have to maintain a prayerful life. Um, the third thing is you have to know that if God did it before, he can do it again. If God did anything before, he can do it over again. And so let, I'm going to say three points here. The first thing is, back in 2009, uh, my daughter was in a tragic accident. True story, 2009, she was in a tragic accident, and I received her doctor medical bill, and it was $190,000. And I said, God, I don't have $190,000 in 2009. I don't have that. So I need you to tell me what to do. He said, file bankruptcy. To the normal person, that would have been embarrassing. You understand? That would have been embarrassing to file bankruptcy because in society make us feel like that we should never be in debt and we have to live a life pleasing to man to fit into their category or in their standards. When God told me to file bankruptcy, I immediately filed because I realized that if he said file, that he's getting ready to free me in this area. And so um, I'm saying this to let you know you have to follow the um, voice of God. It doesn't matter what people say. If we can break the stronghold of people's opinions about who we are and what they think towards us, then we can be much further than we are. But we so uh, um, uh, um, in the shadows of people's words. And so God yeah. told me to file, and I did file, and he turned around, and he repaired my credit. So if he did it before, he can do it again. The oh next thing God. is I was in debt during that time, and so I had to lose my vehicle, and I was trying to hold on to it, and I couldn't afford it, and I was trying to hold on to it because this was my dream car. I was trying to hold on to it, and God said, let the car go. So I had to let it go. It was so stressful. I'm trying to hide it. I'm trying to, you know, put it over here, put it in this corner, put it over here, do all of these things. And God said, you got to let go. Sometimes we got to learn how to let go of the things that pressure us so God can do a replacement. If he did it before, he can do it again. The things that we focus our attention on are material things. The material things yeah. are gifts. 
And if he gave us material giftings before, he can give them to us again. It's just a reality, and this is for every human being, that we don't want anyone to know that we had to release certain things in order for to better our lives. But sometimes you just got to, we got to know when to let it go. Because if you don't come yeah. to the realization that some things you have to let go in order for you to get to where God wants you to be, then now you're sinning against God because you're making that thing your idol. You're making it your small God. And God said, I'm a jealous God. I don't want anything before me but me. Put me first. And then he does re- re- divine replacement. So we have to know and understand if you let go, then your your stress will stop. If you let go, the migraine will uh, stop. If you oh, I preach it to myself. If you let go, you know you know what I'm saying. The high blood pressure will come down. If you let go, all of these things will shift in your life. So it's all about letting go. And it's not that you can't handle it. It's that God don't want you to handle it. My God, I'm preaching to myself. So we got to learn how and understand that God said, you know what, give me your burden and stop trying to hold on to it because I have a better way. I have a better method. I have my God in the name of Jesus. I have a better strategy. I just need you to give it to me. And so because we're spiritual, we think that if we, you know, release it, then we can't, we can't handle it. No, it's not that you can't handle it. God said the battles are not yours. They belong to me. So for everything that we battle and God said, release it into my hand. As a matter of fact, he said, cast it to me. But God forgive us for our unbelief to know that God, watch this, in the letting go process that he's not able to do it. We've got to trust and believe that if he saved us my God, that he's going to be able to give us everything that we need plus more. If he did it before, he can do it again. This for everybody. I've lost houses. I've lost cars. You said, you heard me say houses. I lost jobs. I've lost friends. But if he did it before, he can do it again. And I'm excited. And those that are on the call listening today under the sound of my voice, regardless of what country you are in, I need you to know and to understand uh, whatever you give up, God is able to give it up, give it back to you a hundredfold. Let's go to the book of Job. Job lost everything he had. He did not lose his mind, and he did not lose his relationship with God. And at the end, it said when he changed and turned the captivity of his friends, God internalized, turned around, and gave him double all that he had before. So if you lose it, that's, my God, that's an exceptional metaphor and example. If you lose it before, if you let it go, God will do it for you again. Don't be so attached to something. Here we go, the climax. Don't be so attached to something that you lose it, that you don't want to lose it, but yet you lose your soul. You have to remember that if God gave it to you, he can give you more. He can give you better. You know, he can intensify. Just like you said, my ways are not your ways. My faults are not your faults. So I'm going to give you better. If you lose something, I'm going to give you more. If your checking account goes to zero, I can add all the zeros back to it. You understand? God can do it again. So we have to believe and trust and not doubt him. Many of us as believers, we doubt too much. And the Bible tells us in the book of Revelations, even the unbelievers shall have their part in the lake that are filled with fire. So we need to repent because we got to trust God with everything that we have. Amen. Because if he did it before, 
he can do it again, and he can do it bigger. He he's always done it bigger in my life. Every every time I lose, I win again. Every time, you know, the Bible said when you decrease, God increases. When you humble yourself, God rise you up. You know, He raised you up. Your gifts make room for you. So every impartation yeah. that God has given us, I, He always opened a bigger door, and we don't even see it coming. It just bam, and it happens. I love yeah. when you do booms and suddenly, and that's just like God. So we thank God for that. <laughs> yes, Amen. I love it. I love it. Oh man, listen, I'm you. I'm really ready to go to church. <laughs> Man, listen, this is so amazing. This is so powerful. Um, I know you talked about a lot of losses that you've had, but what would you consider even now to be one of your biggest accomplishments? Um, you know, let's, let's turn it around a little bit. You know, what, what would you consider to be one of your biggest accomplishments so far or thus far? Phase. I have two phases. Um, my largest loss, the largest loss I had was losing my mom. I lost my mom at the age of 32, and that was a travesty in my life because she was my everything. Um, she was my support system, and I have two siblings. I have two brothers, and so she was my support system. She was my friend. She was my, you know, my confidant. She was my pusher. She was my mover. She was my greatest supporter. She was my financier. You know, everything that I need my mom to be, that's who she was to me. So my greatest loss was losing her, uh, walking over to her bed when she was in the middle of transitioning life and saying to her, Mom, you don't have to fight anymore because she was still fighting for me and my daughter. And I said, you don't have to fight anymore. And she gave up the ghost. And so... On her deathbed, I said to her, Mom, I'm going to finish college. In my early 20s, I dropped out. I came home because there were some things that happened in my family. And so I just felt like I needed to be with my mom. And so I quit school and I didn't go back. And all the years that she was alive, she said to me, you're not going back. You're not going back. I said, I promise you, I promise you, I'm going to finish. And so... After my daughter had the tragic accident in 2009, after she had that accident, I went online, and I thank God for online school, and I registered for college, and that was the first step for me completing um, what I promised her that I was going to do. So now I have my associate's degree, bachelor's degree, I have my master's degree. I'm certified in marriage family therapy, and I'm so excited, and I'm a doctor. So I appreciate, you know, God giving me the strength and the endurance to just follow through. It took me a long time, and I have money to show for it in, on the back end, but I accomplished something that I promised my mom that I would do. So I don't use my degrees um, to throw in people's face. That's not what I do. I use my degrees because it motivates me, and it lets me know that she's no longer here, but I, the promise that I made to her, I kept. So every time I look at it, I think about I accomplished what she thought that I would not do because of the thing, you know, my, the way my life was going, but I did it. I made an accomplishment, and so I'm so honored to say that, you know, today I can stand as a doctor, you know, today I can stand as a 
you know, master. And today I can stand with my bachelor's degree, my associate's degree, my certification. And it just did, it does something for me knowing that I kept my word to her. So, yeah. That's amazing. Um, you know, you, oh, man, your stories and what you share in this interview has been really powerful. <laughs> Definitely have to back on here, <laughs> you know. Um, it's, been, it's been powerful. It's been inspiring. Um, I mean, it's been rejuvenating. Like, this is really um this is really amazing, and I truly thank God uh, for you allowing God to use you today um, in this manner. And so thank you so much for uh, joining me today um, just to be able to download and share what God has released um, to you for us um, during this time. And so thank you so much for joining. But before you go, um, I just want you just to let our listening audience know how they can get in contact with you, how they can stay connected with you, or just any programs that you have that they um, would probably be, I would say would probably be that they need to be interested in and join, joining. <laughs> you know, sometimes I go back and I, I hear myself conversate or I hear myself in interviews like this and I'll be like, wow, you know, you really are an overcomer. And so we have to see ourselves as an overcomer. Me and um, Evangelist was talking today, and, you know, we were talking about how people don't give their testimonies like they used to give. And so just hear me testify, we have to realize that these are weapons that we can use to help other people get delivered because if God did it for her, then, of course, he can do it for me. And I didn't go into all the things, but, you know, even from, you know, getting high and drinking and clubbing and partying and all of these things that if God did that for me, then he can do the same thing for other people. And so I wanted to share that because somebody listening today, if you think that your situation is bad, it's always somebody's situation um, yeah. that is listening is worse than your situation. So don't ever think that God is not able to allow you to be a survivor. You just have to trust the God on the inside of you. And if you don't have a relationship with God, amen, it's time for you to get a relationship. Yeah. The Bible says in Romans 10 and 8 that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Christ was raised from the dead, then you shall be saved. And it's time for people to come into a place of safety. You need to be arched in to the presence of God, just like Moses was hitting in the basket for a later time. And and his basket that he was, was woven by hand was considered to be an ark. And so God hid him in the presence of God so that he can use his life as a later time. And that's what God wants to do for all of those that are listening under the sound of my voice. He wants to use your life for a later time. And I prophesy to you that you don't allow the enemy or people to destroy the process and the promise that God has placed in your life because this is the year of the E3 effect. And I'm serious about it, that God is going to enlighten you, enlarge you, and expand you. And I need you to know and understand, amen, as I get ready to get off the call today, I prophesy that you shall live to see the victory. You shall live to see your purpose fulfilled. You shall live to see you possess your possessions. You shall live to see your promise because God is a promise keeper. He don't break promises and this is the season of your breakthrough and your breakout and you've got to trust, amen, in yourself and not doubt. I speak to every person on the call right now under the sound of my voice and you dealing with low self-esteem and you feel defeated and rejected. God said you are the one that I'm going to 
use, just like I used David in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesse brought out all his handsome sons, fine sons, big in statue, but they left David out because he was out in the field and he didn't look like them. He didn't dress like them, smell like them. He wasn't built like them, but God is saying that you're the one I'm looking for. So trust in yourself and not doubt that God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask or think by the power that he has vested on the inside of you. And I prophesy that you shall always arise to your situation. You shall always arise over your situation, over your circumstance, because greater is he that is within you than he that is in the world. So we thank you on today. And I'm so excited. Oh, my God, I feel the Holy Ghost. And I tell you, I'm excited about what God is going to do, amen, on this broadcast. I thank you, Dr. Amen Tarver, for allowing me to come on and sit with you during this time. But God is even getting ready to do a greater thing in your life. Amen. Think it not strange. Hallelujah. Sometimes we come to a place in our life, we feel like that we're not moving, even though things are happening, they're not happening fast enough. But God said, greater, greater, greater. My God, in the name of Jesus, God is getting ready to allow you to sit among some people. My God, in the name of Jesus, it's going to blow your very mind. And you're going to say, how in the world did I get here? God said, I placed you here. Hallelujah. He said, this is the season for divine replacement. He's changing the guards. It's already happening. It's already happening. Nobody can stop it. It's your promise. He gave you a promise, and he's going to allow that promise to be made manifest on a greater scale. You're doing some great things, but God said, you haven't seen nothing yet. Hallelujah. But those that are listening under the sound of my voice, amen. Again, I thank you so much for this opportunity. I thank you uh, again, Dr. Tom, for what you, you know, done and, you know, the invitation. I'm so honored. You know, I always take these things as a privilege when I'm sitting on others' platform. It's such an honor because God don't have to. So I appreciate the opportunity to be with you on today. Thank you so much again. Those that are um, listening, if you desire to connect with me, I do have um, Testament Tuesday. Testament Tuesday is my uh, telephone uh, conference that I have every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and the telephone number is 404-891-6566, and you can come on, and I'm on every Tuesday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Again, it's 404 404- Eight nine one six five six six, and that's Testament Tuesday. And then I also have a Fuel Up Station, and I'm on Fuel Up Station every first and third, and that's Facebook Live, YouTube Live. So I'm on. You all can chime in with me. You can go to Doctor St. Gilstrap or St. Gilstrap Ministries, or either YouTube, and you can subscribe, tag, and share from YouTube as well. Those are I come on uh, every second and fourth. Every second and fourth. Uh, Friday, I'm on Down to Earth Talk, and um, so I'm on there at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can tune in, chime in, and hear the broadcast. Amen. Those that are listening and then on every third Saturday, I am in the community preaching. So on this Saturday, I will be at Toby Grant Recreational Center in Scottsdale, Georgia, and I will be there at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we just have a powerful move of God. So anybody that desires to connect with me, you can go to info at cgmministries.org, info at cgmministries.org, or you can go to cgmministries.org. 
cgmministries.org or info at cgmministries.org. So that's where we are. So I'm so excited. Thank you so much. You can always um, Google my name and, you know, we will be available for you for prayer in a session or just to connect. So thank you so much again, Dr. Tarver. Thank you for this awesome opportunity and this awesome platform. Thank you for what you're doing in the community and in the earth. You are definitely making your handprint and footprint known. Amen. And thank you so much. Um, I cannot say it enough. Just thank you so much for really joining us today. And um, to my faithful listening audience, I truly appreciate you guys. Thank you for tuning in to today's amazing show. You guys are here uh, every week with me, with my guests, just rocking with me. And so thank you so much. I truly, truly appreciate you all. Um, if you desire to connect with me, you can do so on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, LinkedIn, Clubhouse, TikTok, under Tavira Johnson or Dr. Tavira Johnson. And if you desire um, coaching, training, uh, that is leadership, personal development, go ahead and send me an email at info at com, or you can send me a DM as well. Or you can visit my website at com and go ahead and schedule your appointment. I would love to connect with you all. So everyone have a wonderful evening, and I look forward to seeing or speaking with you next week. Um, blessings. Thank you for tuning in to Emergence Radio Talk. For more information on Emergence Radio Talk, Emergence Mentorship Program, or Women to Women Mentoring Program, be sure to visit www.tavarajohnson.com. If you would like to be a guest on our show, email us at info at or follow us on all of our social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Periscope. That's Tavara Johnson. Stay connected and updated on all upcoming events. Until next time, thank you for joining.